Revolution with your host, Tim Scomo, bringing it to you live here on KTNT Radio. Live on air. Monday, Thursday, and Friday on KTNTRadio.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hey. It is time for some more Parental Revolution, our Monday dosage. That's right. We're starting off a new week, and I hope your weekend was good. However, life goes on, and it is the 16th of January, 2017, good old Monday. And normally we have an open mic, but hey, when something good comes along, we try to snatch it up and get them on the radio. And that's what we have here tonight. Uh, the short skivvy is we have a father's right, or a men's right advocate or a men's advocate, I should say. Uh, she runs her own show and uh, a very professional uh, suit um, to boot. But let me tell you something, folks. This lady uh, I have here with us tonight, her name is Linda Gross. And she's, uh, in layman's terms, she's got it going on. And in a more detailed aspect, I'm going to basically share my notes here. Uh, I mean... She's done so much, and well, for the past ten years that she's been on planet Earth, my goodness, it's extensive. But uh, this uh, Linda, she's first of all, she's highly educated, extremely well versed within the advocacy of men and fathers in all aspects of parenting, family law, and the dreaded political. Now, granted to say. Politics are not a bag of funds as of this past year, uh, and and if you don't go along what the narrative is, or especially what the established media are saying, then you're pretty much, you know, ostracized. I mean, you're basically kicked out, rejected, black uh, blacklisted, the the whole nine yards. So it's really, uh, I mean, anything that deals with politics. It's just bad juju. But she knows a thing or two about politics. The thing is, is um, she levels a playing field, folks. She has nothing but facts. And I believe, personally, that she is the tip of the spear of dealing with the conundrums, the bias, everything that goes on uh, that's been so prevalent in the past 40 years. And then some. She's a lady. She has the female perspective automatically she's been she's gone through marriage she is currently married happily uh children the whole the whole playing field on that end plus she understands the plight of fathers now on the flip side of things there's not very many women out there that actually vouch for guys okay linda does and she knows what she's talking about I've had conversations with her, had her on the show uh, in the past, and I need to apologize to everybody. Normally, I keep consistent and have the good people coming back, and I just completely dropped the ball on this. Blame me, nobody else. It's my fault, and maybe I got a little lazy or anyway, and no excuses, right? The thing is, is she is back, and... She has a lot of information to go over. Uh, if you check out her radio program, it is uh, what I have it down here, the Men's Advocate Show, and it's on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. 
Pacific time. On uh, let's see, it's on f- one. F- uh, it's fourteen ninety a.m. and online at uh, kmet fourteen ninety a.m. dot com. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Linda, but I th- think I gave that a good rundown. Uh, was was that the right information? Absolutely, you did great. Thank you. And uh, lo and behold, this is Linda here, folks. And later on, we're going to open up the phone line and have everybody, uh, if you have any questions, now's the time. When we open up the phone line, of course. The thing is, is we will have our co-host join us here in a moment. Uh, She's fashionably late, but uh, better than ever. Anyways, uh, you know, some of these past, or I should say most recent uh, radio episodes, I I guess that's what you call them. Forgive me if that I'm not too sure, you know, if you call them episodes or just regular single shows or what have you. Everybody does their thing different. But you had some great points. And one of them happens to be, uh, the, you know, we don't have to divulge completely into this, but maybe just skim it, whatever you'd like to do. But it is about why some girls out there lie about date rape, all that other kind of stuff, and and I know this is <laughs> a very uh, triggered subject here with some people out there. I understand, um, but uh, you know, hey, that, if there's anything that we can talk about on that and readdress it here on the show, that would be great. Uh, how would you like to kick that off? Oh my goodness! I mean, I, I know a, a good part of your audience are those, uh, you know, who are supporting men's rights and father's rights but that's not where it ends it doesn't end with your kids it doesn't end with family law i mean the establishment and those in control are trying to make a dent in all facets of a man's life and one facet of a man's life is being accused of rape falsely accused of rape it's one thing to actually be accused of rape in a rightful manner, of course, they should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But we're not talking about that, friends. We are talking about girls who don't have a life, or maybe they're emotionally unstable, mm. or maybe their boyfriend broke up with them, their boyfriend or husband broke up with them, or their boss kicked them to the curb, or goodness knows what happened in their life ahead of you she's not invested in you she just recently had sex with you and of course you think and that it's consensual sex you think you're going into this with an open mind and Mm -hmm. hey just to have you know fun rolling the hay and have some fun but guess what she thinks about it two hours later two days later two weeks later she talks it over with her school friends, her college friends, or her buddies at work, or whatever, and bam, guess what? You're now being accused of rape. So you mm. have to prove something <laughs> that you actually didn't do. So how do you prove something that didn't happen? It's really hard, and the cards are stacked against you, and even those women who it's found out at a later point in time that you were falsely as accused nothing happens to them in the court system i mean they're not getting shipped off to jail meanwhile you've just spent the last six to 24 months going through the court system possibly being in jail possibly losing your job losing your status in the community because now you've got this black mark on your record that's not even 
you know, a valid reason to have this black mark on your record. She just didn't feel good that day or the next day or two weeks later or whenever she decided to accuse you of this horrendous crime. And guess what? She gets off scot-free. Nothing happens to her. You're the one that has to, uh, you know, carry that cross. And it's, it's a huge burden for guys. So that's what was... Uh, one of our recent shows was on that topic. Like, how can a guy protect himself from these false accusations? Like, yeah. what are the telltale signs? Oh. What should you look for? Hey, see what I mean, guys? <laughs> you can't, you can't beat this. She knows. Oh, she knows. But uh, hey, she you hit right at the crux of the matter. I mean, it, it, there's no other... I mean, wow, I'm speechless. Not only did you go there, but you you tackled it. This is it. Yeah, because nobody's talking about this. Nobody has a voice for men that I can see. Not too many people. There are a few men who have a voice for men. There's certainly not very many women who have a voice for men. And I, you know, why do I do it? Sometimes I get asked this. Why do I do it? I hate injustice of any kind. I'm on that bandwagon because someone has to blow the whistle. Yes. And who better to blow the whistle than another woman on women's types, types of issues? Meaning that if a guy were to blow the whistle, <laughs> women would bite your head off. You're not allowed to talk about these things. You misogynist, you this, you that. You're not allowed uh -huh. to talk about these things. So it's a little easier when a woman calls another woman out. Do I get beat up? Of course. Do I get ostracized? Oh, of course. Yes. I, I don't know. I guess I've just like, you know, developed a crocodile skin. I don't think about it too much anymore because somebody has to fight the cause. Yes. So and I stick my, my uh, head in the mm -hmm. lion's mouth. What can I, what can <laughs> I tell you? I'm here to fight for the injustices of the world and right. right now tag men you are it in every which way shape and form everything that you're doing is wrong you need to be womanized you need to be acting more like men you need to be crying like men you need to be going to the mall just like a woman does i mean come on really you need to be walking her little teacup dog around the block and show everybody how you know tamed you are tamed by your little woman yeah that's Show the pretty block. much it oh and <laughs> oh, at least we forget a new a new term that just came out of the woodworks it's called mansplaining and that's a crock i mean but anytime that a man tries to explain what men feel or try to explain it on the male perspective it's immediately called mansplaining and shot down right there is no point of view other than a woman's point of view because women are all-knowing on every subject and they're right and you're wrong. I mean, that's basically the message that they're sending. Wow. In fact, there's a new law in uh, New York where oh, guys are not allowed to spread their legs for fear of encompassing the next female passenger on the subway next to them. I forget, it's a word like mansplaining. Is it manspacing or something like that? Yeah. Where they're taking up too much room, basically. Right. So you're it's... not allowed to do that. Keep your knees parallel. Don't take more square footage than you need to because otherwise, you know, 
Right. You're, you're going to get cited for this. I think they call it manspreading. Manspreading. That's the word. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Slipped my mind. That's exactly the word. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like everything you guys do is wrong. I, I, I don't even know how you guys get through the day because <laughs> it's bombarding you in on social media, on yes. television, mm-hmm. everywhere you go, at the office, at the water cooler, everywhere you go, whatever you're doing, it's wrong. And you better do it the female way. My goodness. She says it like a true champ. She is a true champ, folks. Uh, Guys, we need to get behind this lady and support her at every step. We do. And we, we need to cherish and value the ladies that speak up, stand up, and shout, saying that at best this is erroneous. Men are people, too, and human beings. Let's start acting like human beings again. And let's bring this political correctness to a screaming halt. And it's ladies like Linda that are towing the line for all of us. And for the ladies, too. Absolutely. Because the thing is, is what happens to men, there's always that trickle-down effect. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? It seems like only 15% of the female population, you know, labels themselves as being a feminist. Mm -hmm. But if you look at social media and the regular media today, they would have you think the number is 90%. That's not true. So even though I'm a men's rights advocate, um, you know, some of my teachings actually do benefit women because if there's a whole population of 85% of women who don't think this way, guess what? They're being left out in the cold, too. Yes. So <laughs> it's a lie that the media oh. is telling you guys, you know, all this, you know, feministic uh, attitudes and belief systems and what, whatever – the women are being left out as well. I don't really speak to that angle because my mm-hmm. show is for men, by men, to men. But guess what? The women are being left out in the cold too. Yes. And actually, that's a great fact that you brought it up. And I understand that, you know, you're trying to keep it very, very specific as as you, you know, you bring the promotion forward saying you're the, you're the men's advocate. And gosh darn it, that's what you're sticking to. But I, I understand that, I mean, this is a vastly huge world. There's <laughs> there's men and women. And, uh, you know, hey, this affects everybody, whether they want to acknowledge it or not. And the thing is, is I do have our my co-host. Uh, she's just being a little patient here. I'm going to try to get her to skype in here with us and join us it is it'll be windy and green that'll be joining us and she's she's a little firecracker of her own here but she's great as soon as she pulls in here we go uh windy can you hear me okay yeah you're fine can you hear me okay it's it's slowly but it's coming in as usual and we do have linda gross here with us the men's advocate show hi wendy welcome Good to meet you. I've heard lots of good things about you. Thank you. Same here. And by the way, before we go any further, Tim, I really want to thank you for tonight's opportunity. 
what a wonderful intro that you gave me, and I am very grateful and very humbled by uh, being on your show. So always happy to be here. Thank you, and yes, and more for the better of the future as well. I mean, uh, I, I understand that it's taken me three months to get back to you, and I once again I apologize for that. Uh, looks like somebody's well webcam is trying to turn on, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably like some auto setting. It's all right. But uh, yeah, n n Wendy, I'm glad that you're able to join us here as well. And I I know that you two ladies are going to probably walk out of here being best friends. But <laughs> the the thing is, is, you know, Wendy, she's had some trials and tribulations of dealing with family law. Just uh, to nip it in the, uh, the whole thing in a nutshell, uh, she understands the plight of fathers where men come from uh she understands the political correct uh the political correctness and just how skewered that is yet on the same side as she is so understanding she's been through trials of family law to where she's had her children taken away for her from her uh for no good reason um basically just badgered abused and just torn apart and uh, even to this day, she's still very understanding about the plight of fathers. She understands that it is mostly fathers that go through this, and yet she's gone through it herself. So on that note, it's commendable that Wendy Ann Green is here with us, and she's still surviving and doing great. And uh, hopefully uh, her two boys uh, are able to meet up with their mom, rightfully so, and all this parental alienation would be dealt with and I I know wishful thinking I know but you know I, I do think that there's light at the end of the tunnel and the more the people the merrier uh, what I mean by that is the numbers numbers there, do there is strength in numbers absolutely so oh my gosh. you know there is strength in knowing that you're not the only one that they're a band of other alienated parents who are going through the same strife as you and a few of them have actually been successful in turning their stories around so we can all learn from those types of people like what did they do you know I have lots of dads who have suffered you know tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in, mm -hmm. in debt you know losing their houses losing their jobs have s suffered the pain of going years you know could be three five eight years without their kids just unheard of atrocious uh, things but a few of those people have turned them around, turned this, their stories around, and I've had them on my show. And it's just fascinating to hear their stories as to what their plight was and how they did it. We can all learn from stories like that. Absolutely. That's true. Very true, Linda. What you say is true. Um, I do feel that I am at the cusp of, you know, victory. Um, basically, right now, where things stand is that. Um, my three boys are in fact out of the system and with their father, um, albeit that he um, was the abuser in the situation, but mm -hmm. you know, their home that is their father. And now all we have to do is file a motion to um, modify the visitation order. And mm -hmm. so it, it's, you know, there is definitely a huge light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, after this, it's a completely different courtroom. It's no longer that the judge that, you know, is 
right against me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so um, we're really happy to have you on the show, Linda. What what a uh, honor um, to have you on. And so, if you were to give advice to mothers and fathers and grandparents, if you were to give one really heavy piece of advice as to what to do right in the beginning of the alienation, what would you say to them? Like, to what would be their steps? My alienated fathers um, who have gone through these steps, I think one common thread was to really keep a good notebook. Really, like, make copies of the texts, you know, screenshot it, make copies of the emails, you know, just document, document, document. Um, that has been that has been one thing that has really saved their rear ends is mm-hmm. to like when you go in front of the judge that you have evidence or some substantiation of what you're talking about. You're just not talking in the wind. You actually have proof of what happened or what was said. Um, along with written proof, uh, another one of my dads who was successful, he said always do the exchange of the, the kids in not only a public place, but pick a place that has uh, TV security cameras. So he says one place you never want to do the exchange is the police station because they don't have cameras at all. So his favorite place to do the exchange was the local supermarket. Guess what? <laughs> you have, you know, a half a dozen cashiers right there in the front of the store. You have witnesses in the front of the store, and you have those wonderful security cameras. So if the alienating parent says, oh, Wendy, you did this, and you did that bad deed, and this is, you know, how you abused our son, and mm-hmm. whatever, guess what? If you have uh, that that evidence, that security camera evidence to show otherwise, again, that's a big uh you know, feather in your cap to have things go your way that you can refute some of the things that the alienating parent is doing. So I would say probably the number one advice would be documentation and and uh, security cam video. I totally agree with that. Um, documentation definitely saved me um, just in my own. I'm, I'm on, you know, probation mm-hmm. and I've been documenting everything and they tried to hit me with a with a, a bill that I didn't know about and I'm like but wait on this date and this time and this is who I spoke with and this is the confirmation number and this and this and this and they're right. like oh right all right okay so it's not your fault you know it took like a good half hour on the phone to you know convince them like they kept trying to make it my fault and I'm huh. like no <laughs> it's not happening so and then Jeez. so when it comes to video cameras are you can you just go to like the store manager and request it I, I mean yeah you have, yeah and they yeah you can especially if there's some sort of altercation where the alienating parent is accusing you of something that, you know, for example, you, you know, uh, hurt the boy's arm or you're abusing the boy or, you know, something that is derogatory if that accusation is, uh, you know, stands in court. So if you come in with the, uh, with the evidence to show otherwise that, you know, nothing of the sort happened. You were zipping up the boy's jacket. You weren't near his arm. You weren't twisting his arm. You weren't abusing him in any way. You were just zipping up his jacket like a normal mother would do. Mm-hmm. So, yes, um, 
I'll have to ask the specifics of that person, of that guest that I had on, how he got the tapes from the supermarket. But I guess just make friends with the supermarket manager, and um, I'll find out a little more information behind the scenes how he got that done. But that was one piece of evidence that, that he used frequently. And you know what? When they know that you are pushing back and you have the evidence, then you look like the sane one. And then the other person looks like they're just making up stories, which is, you know, a great position to be in. Um, when you speak to these officials, whether it be the judge or the administ court administrator or whoever it is, you want to stay calm, collected. Uh, I know it's super easy to get emotional and angry and fly off a handle, but none of that is going to help you. So you want to just stay calm, be reasonable, and just stick to the facts. On you know, fire. when you go home, you can mm -hmm. start pounding the wall and beating up the pillows and smashing <laughs> yeah. the dishes. You can do that on your own time. But in front of them, you have to appear like you're the sane one and you're being, you know, accused inappropriately. Right. That's, I tell people that all the time. Like, you mm -hmm. have to just take emotion out of it and you have to just stick with the facts, back up the facts with, the laws that were violated and then then the back that up with the proof of how the laws laws are violated so it's just so important to like not put oh well I, he's following me and he did this and he's scaring me and i'm terrified you know that and I've, I've talked to some parents um in new jersey that you know she was dealing with that and she was putting it into the court documents and wondering why she wasn't getting her in the court i'm like because they think you're crazy so uh yeah that's that's very good advice linda Yes. One thing that really, really helped me, I had a guest on. His name is Mike Jeffries. I'll pull up the show number in just a couple of minutes here while I'm speaking. Um, the name of his book was, let me see, what's it called? Yeah, it's just out of my reach. That's anyway, right. um, I'll pull it up in just a second for you guys. But what he mm -hmm. did was he worked with a therapist and, you know, over the course of about a year, he personally used to be a re reporter himself. So hmm. he was documenting his sessions with his therapist. And what was amazing for me to learn was the alien parent, the alienating parent really doesn't have it out for you. The alienating parent has it out for their parent for an episode that happened 20, 30, 40 years ago where the alienating parent was abandoned themselves. So the psychological uh, mindset of what causes uh, your former spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever the case might be, to do this on you is because of the abandonment that happened to them when they were age eight, for example. It's absolutely fascinating so once you understand why this occurs psychologically then you kind of like can disassociate from it and not take it personally that she really she or he is really like attacking attacking their own parent for abandoning them that's a pretty screwed up it's way to think unresolved but wow. <laughs> emotional yeah. issue that they could never get off their chest or deal with, or maybe they never went to therapy or whatever the story is. But now mm -hmm. uh, this trigger with the divorce 
or the breakup of the relationship currently really has to do, it sends them back to age eight and that's why they flip out because they never really dealt with it at age eight or age 18 or decades later for that matter. Mm-hmm. So that's what, what, that's what this dynamic is about. And it's just, just fascinating to find out why and how this happens. And it's so predictable that once you understand the dynamic, um, again, it's another tool in your arsenal that you can use without really bringing it up to the other person. But it's, it's a tool that you can use in your favor to not take it personally. And, and once again, you don't want to take it personally. You don't want to get too emotional over it because you're not going to win because then you're going to look like a crazy person. So if you're um, disconnected from it because the alienating parent is sort of disconnecting from you. In fact, more importantly, they're actually, in order to be this alienating parent, they're disconnecting from the children. The very people that he or she are trying to protect, they're really disconnecting from the children too. So anyway, it's just a fascinating dynamic to see how all the puzzle pieces work. And then you can step back and plan your game plan on how to make yourself successful in court with the judge yeah it's like digging into the mind of an abuser there you go <laughs> and, right. and, really yeah. what childhood wound are they playing upon what childhood wound was ripped open that that happened with the split or that sort of thing yeah yeah it, that's so true um we as adults um tend to have childhood wounds that are you know that we put anger towards somebody that they don't deserve it, but because, you know, they innocently ripped open that wound, you know, and so that's where it all plays out. It's it's so true what you say, Linda. Um, and as you were saying that, I was thinking about my own boyfriend. His ex-wife has taught their son to hate him, mm-hmm. and he doesn't talk to him, has blocked him on Twitter and Facebook and his phone and everything. And for, for no reason, I mean, he's a good father, he's a good man, he loves his son, and I'm thinking back, like, but she lived with her parents, both of her parents, so I don't know, I think it's also, you know, could just be a um, personality disorder of, you know, personality disorder. It is a personality disorder, yes, it's one, unfortunately, hmm. that has not hit the psychology books yet. It will. It probably will in the next five years or so. At the moment, it's not there. But nonetheless, it's still a psychological disorder. Um, By the way, I was able to pull up the show. The author's name, again, is Mike Jeffries. The name of the book is called A Family's Heartbreak. You can find it on Amazon. And if you want to listen to that show, it's uh, uh, July 20th of last year. Um, Tim, if you're okay with it later on after we're done, I can post that to your uh, link so people will have that handy. Oh, yes. But it's absolutely fascinating. He co-wrote this book with his psychologist, and they went over all these different scenarios. I remember uh, reading one case where, um, you know, the, the mom died, the alienating parent's mom died, okay? And I think she was probably under 10 years old. I don't know what the age was, seven, eight, nine, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. The dad had three kids, 
and the mom had just died and he didn't know how to raise three kids he didn't have extended family and guess what he's thinking I've got to go to work how can I feed you know uh, make ends meet without going to work I can't stay home and take care of the kids so shortly thereafter maybe a week after mom died he gives all three kids up for adoption never sees the kids ever again oh goodness now can you imagine being eight years old and it's one thing to have the trauma that your mom just died suddenly um but then to have your dad you you never see your dad ever again and to be thrown in an orphanage on top of all this it's just too much to bear now some people who are enlightened Maybe, you know, when they're 30 years old, they'll go to therapy or get it handled or whatever. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) Unfortunately, the recent breakup of what happened today sometimes triggers these horrible emotions that the child never processed. It's a fascinating book. It sounds like it. I would love to get my hands on that. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited that you're going to post that. Are you going to put that on um, Tim's yeah. uh, timeline? Yes. What, whatever yeah. we need to do, we'll put it there. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, the, you guys are on fire. I mean, this is, I, I, I've never even thought of that approach. But yeah, yeah, I could see that. But, you know, we just see the vindictive aspect. The uh, parse, you know, it could be narcissism, it could be this, it could be that. But you guys just open up a whole new line of thinking there. And, wow, I love this because, I don't know, it it, it expands my mind. The thing is, you know, as far as the uh, documentation, uh, you know, I I will never stop preaching about that. You, you guys are right on the money. Document, document, document. Always take notes. Uh, yes. uh, you know, as far as the uh, surveillance camera, you know— uh, I would be telling people, and I I just found out I need to stop, and that is to tell people, oh, yeah, go to your local police department, and they'll get that squared away. No, 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 no. I, I did not. Never, he said to never do the exchange at a police department. Yeah. Never. Never. They don't have cameras, and they won't help you in any way. Even though they potentially might have witnesses, they won't They won't get involved. They won't help you in any way. That's a civil said, matter. never do it that way. Yeah, that's a civil matter. Take it up with the judge. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. Gosh, I've heard me. that before. <laughs> well, you know, that, yeah. that's just another brick to the learning process. Wow, I stand corrected. And I've been saying that for years, going, yeah, just go to the local police department. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I, I mean, I would just automatically assume that they would have surveillance cameras up there to protect the law enforcement. Well, come Don't to find you think? out. I mean, you would think they would, you, but yeah, no. But, Interesting. Well, the thing is, is law enforcement, uh, every agent pretty much carries their own webcam on their person, like one of those pen size in the pocket, you know, what have you. So they really don't, it's not really necessary. Oh, and they also have them in their patrol vehicles. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, wow. And uh, that that whole thing, yeah, the law enforcement, I could just hear them say, I could just hear them, their, I could just visualize their mouths open and going, that is a civil matter. And, and then completely dropping the ball and walking away. You know, you know this is going to sound no. really stupid, but, you know, the, the bicyclist they have on their helmet, it's called a GoPro. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if you need to do the drop off and have that GoPro on your helmet and look like a dork, by go all ahead. means. So what? You you're having a video transmission of what's going on. It's or if called. You need to put a video camera outside your front door. As long as you have a little sign that says "Smile, you're on camera," you're all good. <laughs> that will be admissible. Operation Save My Butt. <laughs> there we go. But you know, the camera does not lie. So, um, I mean, Wendy, you and I can attest to this. We've gone in, in retail stores, and right when you walk in the front door, it says, smile, you're on camera. As long as they disclose to you that the camera is running, that's admissible in court. Ah. Yes. 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 Yes, that's absolutely true. You know, um, not to switch too far off gears, but I, would just, I just pulled up a new uh, article and it says here, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, about 78.3% of all reports of child mistreatment that CPS investigates are ultimately deemed unsubstantiated, meaning the children are not victims of child abuse or neglect. Yet, roughly 21% of those children are still taken into state custody. Whoa. I guess they are reforming it um, after a series of articles from the. Let me go back up here. What what they do is they look for those special needs children and snatch away. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's fine. Lawmakers aim to reform child welfare welfare system after Sun Herald series. And I guess in the Sun Herald, they uh, did a whole thing. On the okay, under the bills, people who report abuse or neglect will have to give their name and other basic information. Now, that already is a requirement, requirement for the mandated reporters, such as doctors and counselors. We know them well. Mm-hmm. We are who are required to report suspected or observed abuse. Now, average citizens can still re- maintain their anonymity when making a report because of their information will be kept confidential by the agency. Only when there is suspicion of a malicious false report will someone's information be disclosed. So in saying here that the problem of unfounded reports is scrutinized in the Sun-Herald's fostering secrets in investigation into CPS and the youth court system published last August. So okay. that, yeah. that's, uh, more and more I am seeing more encouraging articles um, that is bringing to light what's going on in the family law court, CPS court, that sort of thing. Um, And so, like, this one, they lost custody of their kids for making them do too much homework. You know, things like that. uh, And this is the Sun-Herald by John Fitzhugh, I think, F-I-T-Z-H-U-G-H, he wrote this. But I just wanted to bring that to light. I'm, I'm really encouraged this year on, you know, getting maybe some sort of hold onto just this domino effect of just families being torn apart by the courtroom. Um, and so, like you said in the beginning, Linda, that, you know, it, it takes coming together, you know, standing in unity. Um, uh, power numbers is what you said, and that, that's just so true. We've really come together in the last just few years of being on the same side and saying, no, enough, this is not okay, this is not happening anymore. This is wrong. Uh, we are being um, torn apart for no reason, with no evidence against us, and that sort of thing. So, 
I just wanted to report, you know, on a good note that things are looking brighter on a bigger scale this year, uh, just in my opinion anyway. I don't know, maybe because I changed my perspective of things, well, but things will definitely be getting better. Let, let me uh, – Well, I, I think CPS is a misnomer. I think really mm -hmm. when you look at it, it really should be called child breakup services because they're not protecting the child in, in any way, shape, or form that I can tell. I mean, it's it's a lot of abuse going on with the system. It, it, well, it's proven, uh, proven hand down that, I mean, that there is more child abuse and child murder in uh, the hands of the federal agencies than there are actually in abusive homes, uh, residential. Uh, there's one other thing I wanted to, uh, to capitalize on before we moved on about the surveillance cameras and meeting at a public place as to actually ascertain those recordings on the video camera to prove your innocence. And I think one of the surefire ways to do it is to have your attorney subpoena the the, the surveillance footage. Uh, I think that is a surefire way of being able to do it. Um, unless if you can go in there and make friends, that's possible. But more times than not, uh, if you go to the management and ask for a, a copy of the recording, chances are they will not do it. And I've I've heard this time and time again. That that was another aspect I wanted to bring up. But uh, sorry about that. I I know that we the ball just kept on rolling there, but I wanted to be able to spew that out there at the yeah, last no, moment. That's great. No, on, yeah, we it's all about information to the public. <laughs> Yes. Which it stands. Uh, it's it's all Absolutely. good. And Tim, I will follow up on my guest who mm -hmm. recommended that to me and find out exactly what he did. Uh, it probably, maybe it does need a subpoena. I'm not sure. I'm not an attorney. It's probably likely. But maybe there's some other avenues that we haven't thought of as to how he got those tapes. Gotcha. And yeah, I'm all about I mean, the good expanding. news is you know the date and the time of when you were there. So it's not like they have to run through 24 hours worth of tapes. Right. You know, if, if you're meeting um, the other parent 3 p.m. on a Friday, you kind of know the date and time of when you're there a few minutes this way or that way. So it shouldn't be hard for them to, to pull that up. Right, exactly. And also one um, thought I had on that is, you know, like, for example, my boyfriend is the manager of a restaurant, and I do know for a fact there's, um, you know, video camera in the parking lot. So if you, like, know somebody that happens to be a manager somewhere, kudos, you know, that, that might work, you know, because you know yeah. you can get video to take. Make friends. Yeah. Make friends, yes. So far, there's been a few people that have tried to call in, and for some reason, Skype is, these are one of these nights to where Skype is messing up, and I don't know why. But uh, what we can do is we can go to a quick break. Uh, usually I try to do a break every half hour. Uh, okay. And time flies when we're informing and having fun here. But, yeah, it's 744. Uh, let's go ahead and take that quick break. About a couple minutes, we'll be right back. And I'm going to see about trying to get those other people that are trying to call in to be able to call in. Anyways, this is host Tim Scomo. We'll be right back. You're listening to Parental Revolution with our special guest, Linda Gross, the Men's Advocate Show. Stay tuned. I'm host Tim Scomo, and you're listening to Parental Revolution on KTNT Radio. We're on fire. 
it's time to call in. 707-701-3325. Good evening, gentlemen. It's such a pleasure to hear your voices on the radio. I, you know, you are spot on, dude. Yes. I was reading up on virtual alienation uh, this morning. You know, you are spot on, dude. Fantastic. 707-701-3325. There was a social worker from Department of Social Services who came to my school and pulled me out of class. Stop the abuse. To question me. And in her report, she lied and said that I had said things that I know I did not say. Time to speak up and sound up. Let's inform each other, help each other, because you matter. Our children matter. We will not be silent. Stand with us. 707-701-3325. Call now. Second Amendment, your line in the sand? Is the United States Constitution important to you? Are you worried about gun confiscation? You need to join us for free at gunconfiscation.com. At gunconfiscation.com, you will meet like-minded patriots, get the latest Second Amendment news, and find anything you need to prepare for gun confiscation. Visit gunconfiscation.com today. That's gunconfiscation.com. Which side are you on? There comes a time in every parent's life when they have to make a decision. Turn the other cheek or stand up for what they believe in. This is the battle of a father whose determination is so great. It's unlike anything else. They love so strong and sets new boundaries. A man whose sole purpose in life Heal the parents, to better the children, to change our future. A battle so great, only one man stands up to the challenge, and this is his battle. where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Martin Luther King said, I have a dream that we're all created equal but that's not how it seems. Well, Billy's got a vision that's few and far between. Come on.
2005 was the first time deep inside I really felt alive when I held you in my arms And I looked into your eyes, being there for you in life There's no doubt in my mind I always wanted a family and to do what's right I never would have imagined that my kids would pay the price Too many sleepless nights, well I guess that's life So if you're a real man who ain't afraid to fight Join hands with me and stand up for father's rights Law-abiding citizen, yeah that was me In 2006 I got swept off my feet Rubbed through the system with no freedom and no speech I got me a voice now, so now I'm here to teach No more four walls, God led me to the streets Son, it's time to preach At first you gotta believe The truth will prevail, not only through your speech Come on! Protesting all alone for your son Till you finally get the story heard by Fox 31 Now look at how far I've come Deadbeat dad, nah, I ain't the one Lawyer after lawyer, judge after judge And you wonder why we're pissed off And hold a grudge, really need us from our kids And yeah, that's a fact Well this is what happens when real dads slash back 68 times in court in one year So if you walked in my shoes and we shed the same tears Face the same fears Now I see it's clear, you don't have to do it alone, man we all here, every child needs both parents, why that's so hard to see? Take yourself out of the equation, it ain't about you and me. So if you're a real man who ain't afraid to fight, join hands with me and stand up for father's rights. Come on!
ladies and gentlemen, yes, uh, sorry about that, it was all in the timing, I guess, yeah, all in the rest, right? Anyway, hey, host Tim Scumble here on Parental Revolution on www.ktntradio.com, check us out daily, and always check out our archives. If you're not able to make our show and listen in and participate, shame on you, no, just kidding, uh, just check it out on the archive and try to catch us the next time we broadcast live every Monday, Thursday, and Friday. 7 p.m. Evening uh, Pacific Standard. And I know people get confused with the time zone. Just think Pacific. Think uh, the, the the far west. There you go. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, first of all, uh, it is in order to tell you who we have here tonight. We have our very special guest, Linda Gross. And she hosts her own talk show of the Men's Advocate Show. And she's a wonderful lady. Linda, welcome back. And uh, yes, uh, much ado. We've got a lot going on here. We have already uh, our first caller for tonight. How you doing, Linda? Thanks very much for having me on. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. We do have our co-host. We have Wendy Ann Green with us. Give us a little quick shout out there, Wendy. Hello, everyone. Thank you for rejoining us after that break. And we look forward to what else we can learn from Linda this evening. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. And uh, that way we all know that Wendy is here. She's alert and oriented times three, and she has pulse and breathing. Just kidding. A little medical humor. Anyways, uh, along with that, we have our first call in for tonight. We have uh, Mark Holburn from West Virginia with just oodles of fun and a bunch of information here on the side note. And uh, let me tell you something, folks. I'm having problems with Skype once again. So if you're trying to call in, I do apologize if I'm not able to reach you. Or they, if there's a big hit and miss, I will try my best to reach out to you, and we'll go from there. Anyways, the phone line is open. If you'd like to call in or Skype, the number is 707-701-3325. Again, 707-701-3325. To Skype, all you have to do is just type in T-I-M-M-M-A-Y-7-3. And you're in. And, yes, uh, Mark, as you've been patiently waiting and all that, uh, what do you have for us real quick? Well, here in West Virginia, we have a new governor who is known as being very much a family man, uh, James Justice II, who is probably best well-known around the world as being the owner of the Greenbrier Resort. He's actually working, he's a multi-billionaire. He's going to work free of charge as our governor. And we are hoping that he takes a liking to reforming the courts. Uh, very family-oriented. He literally coaches the high school boys and girls basketball teams at the, the Greenbrier, Greenbrier Valley High School, I believe is the name of the school. And plans on continuing doing that after he's governor. I mean, can you imagine being a high school sophomore and your basketball coach is the governor? But um, so he took his oath of office this morning at 12.01 a.m. They had all the pomp and circumstances. And I have uh, editorialized on PutnamCountyNews.com encouraging him to immediately, instead of waiting until February 8th to start the session, call it tonight, cancel the inaugural ball, and get in there and get some um, – court reform done, some economic reform, many problems in West Virginia, courts being just one of them. Wow. But they're, they're dancing the night away instead. You know, hundreds of people are out of jobs, 10,000 people left the state in the last year. 
But they're going to go ahead and have a big dance to celebrate a new governor and all of that. The yeah, uh, priorities did, of these people just, just are not Okay, there. did he respond at all? No. Ah, uh, okay. No. All right, well, it was worth a shot. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sitting here posting David Schubert's latest column, and David had a great comment amongst his very large and lengthy and wonderful column. But I went ahead and did the sub-headline. I pulled it out of the column, an awakening must take place. And boy, is that profound. Yeah, well, David Schubert's an awesome guy, and I, I know that he's very eloquent with his verbiage, and uh, the writing material is superb. And that's being mild. And Yes. He's my favorite person, probably, to write an article about. Mm-hmm. I wrote um, Abducted in Australia um, about David Schubert's plight. And I, I had such a wonderful time working with him, writing that article, because I would I wrote it out as a rough draft, sent it to him, and he would like highlight and cross out, and he's like, okay, this, 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 and it was just back and forth, and it was just so easy compared to what I'm normally dealing with. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a good guy. He really is. Yeah, as he went through the tumultuous, uh, to, to say the least, uh, custody and all that, uh, what happened to him was just horrendous. Uh, but, you know, he's not alone. But uh, let's circle this right back around to Linda. From w- Once again, she does a – she hosts a radio broadcast or uh, – is it radio and television or just radio, Linda? Just radio right now. Okay. We're going to be uh, incorporating video very soon. I'm in the process of doing that right now. Yeah, but, a uh, I would say probably in a month or so we'll we'll probably have the video version as well. And once we get that going, my station will have that going, KMET 1490 here in uh, Southern California. And then I'll also put it up on Facebook and YouTube and all the appropriate places. Oh, heck yeah. But for right now, you can hear the audio. And that's perfect. You know, I, I remember when KMET was a rock station in Southern California. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's not affiliated with my current station, but I remember it too. Yeah, and, and, and Tim's laughing, but when they changed formats, the rock and rollers did not laugh. It was a, <laughs> uh, it was a very, very, very bad day for rock and roll when KMET changed formats and went to what somebody called Quaalude Jazz, New oh. Age Music. How dare and they? I thought, Whoa. And I thought the best description was Quaalude Jazz. <laughs> yeah, and now on a serious note, huh? <laughs> so if people want to listen to me live, they can either do so by either being in the geographical area. My station is in the uh, Inland Empire, which is near the Palm Springs area, or they can stream it live all over the world. Just go to my station's website, kmet1490.com, Or if you don't catch the show live, you can hear it on the archives on demand, either on SoundCloud or TuneIn. Very easy to do it to find it. Just go to Google SoundCloud, the men's advocate, Google SoundCloud, the men's advocate, or same thing, Google TuneIn, the men's advocate, and then you'll be able to pull up any and all of my archive shows. Awesome. And please do check that out. And, you know, hey, I'm going to brag on Linda here a little bit. And, you know, I'm going to do a little reiteration. 
uh, all right, she is the tip of the spear of uh, fighting for men and father's plight. And we all know it is a fact. I'm sorry? What's up? Oh, I. she suggested that we go to her website, and I went ahead and went to her website, and the audio kicked on, so I had to shut it off. I'm on the station website. You're K-A-T-K on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I'm not on live right now, though. Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific mm-hmm. will be my live show. Okay. Otherwise, you're going to get whatever show is on currently, which that's not me. Nope. No, Linda. And where are your Where are your studios? Inland Empire, which is near Palm Springs. See, I used to work for K News in Palm Desert. So oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm curious as to you know Inland Empire is usually Riverside, San Bernardino, but um, I know I know Palm Springs, but I'm just I'm not familiar with where the studios are. I was just curious. Yep. It actually broadcasts on the main drag of uh, Palm Springs at the one of the major hotels. Very good. Yeah. We were across the street from the um, Marriott Palm Desert, I believe it was. Oh, nice. Awesome. Oh, Tim, I have an yes. update for your listeners um, also awesome. to Wendy's question. Um, while we were on the commercial break on your page, on the Parental Revolution page, you know how you have your ad for today's show. Just under the ad, I posted the book link that I was talking about, um, A Family's Heartbreak. In other words, the psychological reasons yes. of why the parent parent becomes an alienating parent. And then also if people wanted to listen to that show that I did with that guest, I posted that link as well. Um, so that's that. And then I asked my other guest, how did you go about getting the tapes from the market? And he says uh, one of two things. He says that um, if it comes down to it, it, yes, you do need a court subpoena, which they will easily grant you, he said. But he said just by telling the alienating parent, here's where we're meeting and that the market does have video surveillance, just that fact alone kept her on the up and up. So he said he never even had to use it. Oh. So oh, wow. that's, that's a good scare tactic. It is. But yeah. he says if you do have to use it, you can always fall back on that, ask the court, uh, you know, to ask your lawyer to ask the court for a subpoena, and they have to do it. They have to pull up the tape. So that's the answer to that. Beautiful. Very good. Thank you for that, Linda. Yeah. Uh, so how many books have you written? I have a book for men. It's called Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. Um, a lot of my men <laughs> take a yellow highlighter, and they're reading that book four and five times, they tell me. But it tells the guys anything and everything that you need to know about women. A lot of my men actually use a lot of the techniques in the work environment. Maybe they have female bosses or a female family member that they just can't get along with. So every possible scenario that you can think of with regard to interacting with women, it's in there. The whys, the hows, the twos, the whole deal, it's in there. So that's the I'm, book. I'm, for I'm, just, I'm just wondering how you have a te- the opportunity to, to get through the entire book in, in, in one lifetime to learn everything <laughs> you need to know about women. 
Well, I'll be honest with you. The book is a little thick, but you know, it doesn't yeah, stop the men because they are so engrossed in what I'm writing. And I ended up uh, doing years and years of academic research in this regard. And then on top of that, I just didn't want it to sound too, you know, academic. So I interviewed 20,000 men to complete writing the book. So it was those two endeavors that I compiled all this, this data and it will work. I, I'm telling you the techniques in my book will work for any woman, anywhere, anytime. It doesn't matter geography, race, color, creed, religion, any of that kind of stuff. These are truths that are just universal truths. In fact, my research, I took it back to like 10,000 years ago, like how do the cavemen do it? So um, these are these are biological inherent truths that are applicable to any woman and I give you those inside tips on how to finally win women over. And you can use these tips just for a one night stand or all the way on the other end of the spectrum which is your forever girl. So that's the book for men, Mastering Women. And then I have another book hmm. for the women called Hitched in 90 Days or Less. And this book is no for kidding. the woman who's been dating the guy for year after year after year. He says, I'm not marriage-minded. Just leave things the way they are. Everything is fine as it is. I don't want to get married to you. So maybe the girl is in that situation or maybe the girl has no date whatsoever and she can't find the guy or maybe she keeps getting the wrong type of guy or maybe it's actually for the mother who thinks that their daughter will never get married and never produce any grandkids. So any and all of those scenarios, this book is the how-to on how to get the guy to propose to you within 90 days. I'm going to make you so irresistible and so lovable that he can't not propose to you because he wants to sew you up. He wants to tie you up and not let other guys have access to you. So that's that book. Hitched in 90 Days or Less, that's the women's book. And then I have a small little ebook, a business ebook on um, a technique that you can use at any stage in, uh, in business. Basically, it's when you run out of ideas and you really need to ask a favor or you really need to pull out a whopper and just go for the gusto and close that sales deal there's a simple technique that I used when I was in business and it worked like a charm. I would say not to use it all the time, use it sparingly, but when you need that to close that big sale or you need a big favor out of somebody that you don't know that well, get that book. It's called The C Factor. So all of these books are on Amazon and you can get them in ebook format as well as paperback. Very good. Beautiful. I, I know. I think I need about three copies of a hit in 90 days or less. <laughs> 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 they do. Uh, I do. I need like three copies. I have a couple of friends that I've known since childhood that they are just really, they've never been married, never had kids. I'm like, but you don't know how lucky you are. You know, <laughs> they're yeah. just, but that's all I think about that. They're just like, I want, I want a marriage. I want kids. And so, yeah, I can think of three people that need that book. <laughs> Very nice. That's awesome. Hey, that's a good Christmas gift. Well, don't wait to Christmas, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's Valentine's. a friendship book. <laughs> Valentine's is coming up. She doesn't want to be oh, alone again. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> good old Valentine's. But, uh, you know, hey, it's 
hey, love is everywhere. You just gotta know where to look, I guess. And uh, Linda will give you a helping hand on that. That's I'm so looking cute. at the website Goodreads and her book, Hitched in 90 Days or Less, has five stars out of five stars. Wow. Good job, Linda. Wow. Thank you. Yes. They're actually uh, making a movie out of the women's book, so hopefully 2017 will bring me some good luck and we'll finally get this movie made, but I'm really looking forward to it. Okay. Well, we know a producer, right? <laughs> well, we'll have to talk offline. Yes, yeah. Tim. You know, I, immediately I thought about Tommy Bull, right? <laughs> Oh, uh, Tommy, that is his life. He, uh, Chances are he would love to. Um, right. Yeah, I'll, I'll just cut through the chase. Uh, well, he's got a full plate for all the way. He's got it ear, earmarked all the way up to 2018. But he's very proficient with his work, and he could probably slide it in and eh, in a month or two get it knocked out. Who knows? He is that good. I love hearing that. I, I, I would love a hookup. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, networking is our specialty. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Nothing happens without networking, especially today. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, the family network, the family unit, and network. Those are the two big solid things right now, and that's what I capitalize on. the The thing is, is, uh, and now that you mentioned movies, I was gonna wait until kind of like the end to mention my big. Uh, the grandiose and uh, the big reveal. Yeah. Well, we've been talking about it off and on throughout my radio shows, and and I still want to tickle people's ears. But um, if you don't mind, I have a few questions for you, Linda. And what is the movie going to be directly based on the book? You're not. Is it a no It's not really a novel, is it? Or is it? No, my book is uh, is nonfiction. It's a it's a how to book. So the movie is obviously going to be fiction. It'll be a rom com, and the lead actress uh, is going to be taking my course. She, she's going to take an online course and learn the techniques that I write about in the book. Uh, uh, dang! All right. So yeah, and the work is pretty much already cut out because there's already a good detailed book already there that Linda pinned herself so that takes a lot of the guesswork out uh you just need uh projections you need to know uh areas background characters and that's pretty much it huh i, w I would assume yeah pretty but much now i have no idea the anatomy of a movie I, it that takes in a considerable amount of work and effort i mean I don't want to act like I know it all, because I sure as heck don't. But if you already got the storyline already good to go, and you got the book, all, yeah, that's like half the battle right there. Yes. Absolutely. And the other half is, you know, all the politics at the studio. A lot of it is, again, like you're saying, with networking, it's who you know, when you know it. It's like, when do you put it into the system? I mean, there's a lot of 
you know, behind the scenes mechanic as to mm-hmm. when the most opportune time is. Sometimes you hear, oh, you know, I've been working on this movie for 10 years, you know, because it either took that long or the studios rejected it for whatever reason. The timing yes. wasn't right or the, the lead actress wasn't right or the producer, you know, it's like they right. find a million and mm-hmm. one excuses not to make the movie. So, you know, it's a big risk for them. It's, it's a lot of money for them and they have to make, you know, like any other business, they have to make, you know, return on their investment. Oh, yes. So there's a lot that goes into it, a lot of politics. So, you know, you think you can have the best screenplay and the best lead actresses and actors, but there's so much more that goes into it beyond that. So, Heck yeah. and then aside from all that, it just takes luck. You know, it's like some movies get in and out of the system really quickly within a few months. And, you know, the other end of the spectrum is those some movies take 10 years to make. So hopefully mine won't be in that category. It's a good uh, subject matter. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot. I, I think that would be that would be like eaten up by the public. You know, just it's a good subject matter. Like the first thing I thought of was like that movie Failure to Launch. You know, things yeah. like that. Or Will Smith was it was called Hitch, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that I mean, everybody loves that movie. So it's kind of like on that same kind of wavelength. Absolutely. It's going to be upbeat. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a romantic comedy. It's going to, but the lessons in there are, the lessons are deep, but the way that they're presented is lighthearted and upbeat and and fun. And I know what the guys are thinking. The guys are thinking, oh no, not another chick flick. No, 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 (laughs) folks, give this, give, give it a chance. Really? Well, they they can check out the men's book because the men's book, I mean, whatever they were thinking up until that point, it will shatter what you think you know about women. I mean, it really gives you the real deal. And once you understand how it all works, how women operate and how they think, it's like having that magic key to the lock that unlocks the lock. It's like, wow, you know, where have you been? All, where has this information been all this time? <laughs> I think it seems so this easy. Is, not common knowledge, but it's knowledge that every guy needs. There you go. Now, I have a question, Linda. I'm yes. looking at your book, Mastering Women, on Walmart.com. Okay. Uh, for those of us that are extremely busy, is this available on CD so that we can listen to it in our car while we're driving around? Well, Amazon has this feature where you can convert the book. You can, If you buy the ebook, you, it converts it to an audio book. So you can do that. The formal audio version, I have recorded it, but it's still in editing right now. So the um, the formal one isn't ready for the public. But if you use the Amazon feature, you know, that works too. Won't be my voice. It'll just be like an automated voice. But, uh, you know, at least you can, you know, listen to it in the car or whenever you're doing errands or working out at the gym or wherever you happen to be. So I'm going to Amazon, and I'm going to look for it. Okay. So that um, it's called, um, I think it's called text-to-audio feature, and it's a free feature uh, that Amazon offers on any of their books. So with the ebook purchase, you want to engage that feature, and if you need help with that, I do have a, a, a white sheet on, like, how to, you know, what to click and what to do and how to make that conversion happen. 
just hit me up on Facebook and I'll send you that information. And my Facebook, yeah, by the way, is um, if people don't have it already, just go to my uh, radio fan page. It's The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, and just send me a private message and I'll be happy to give you those links. Okay, I'm going to Facebook right now. And Tim, if you don't yeah. mind my posting it on your page, the actual link for both of the books, that would be really super. That would really help me out. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do it a couple times. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I, Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. You can request, Linda. It looks like we have 41 mutual friends already. <laughs> oh, there, there we go. That's we won't be strangers. Talking. I love that. I know, right? So... What a pleasure to have you on. I'm Thank so you so much. I have so many questions. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> um, Just whatever pops in your head. Uh-oh. So how <laughs> have you um, been um, doing your radio show? Uh, it's been two years since I've had my own show, and then prior to that, I was a guest host or a guest on other people's shows for probably about three years prior prior to my getting my own show. Wow. So yeah, about so five, five years of experience, I would say. That's wonderful. So what exactly in your life, if I can ask, propelled you to um, be a father's rights advocate? Well, like I was telling uh, Tim earlier, I just, you know, I'm just very justice oriented and I hate when people are aggrieved. I hate when they've been misused by the system, whether it be the court system or just in personal life with regard to an affront to morals or standards or values. Um, and that's why I fight the fight because I think nobody is really, not very many people are speaking up on behalf of men and who better to do that than a woman. So, you know, it's easier for a woman to speak up and call another woman out than Hot for the, a guy to do it. On a personal level, why did I start with, with the book, the the men's book came first, Mastering Women. I was in a long-term uh, marriage. I got out of the marriage, and I thought, holy cow, where have all the good men gone? <laughs> They're all dried up. And so I started to uh, do online dating and do various things <clears throat> to um, go out on dates, you know, backyard barbecues and lunch dates and meeting, uh, you know, asking friends of friends and maybe colleagues in the industry, you know, meeting people through work. And uh, I just started writing a daily column because I was kind of frustrated, writing a daily blog uh, Monday through Friday. And after a couple of months, the blog got so popular, people kept saying to me, oh, my goodness, you know, your information is golden. You have to, like, put all this together in a book. And, I, and actually, I do have um, an academic background in this area. And I figured, well, you know, I'll go dust off my college days and and do some research in that area. And then I just married, married the two things together with regard to, you know, my personal experience with the 20,000 questionnaires with mm -hmm. the guys and also my academic research. And that's how the men's book came to be. Brilliant. Wow. That's amazing. We certainly seem to be cut from the same fabric. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love hearing that. No, it's there's there's not too many of us out there that are just like no 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 like I have such a hard time with women that are like 
no, you can't spend time with your child because I want to punish you. And it's just, what, what are you thinking? That child needs their father. Yeah. Because yeah. You know, I, oh, I don't get that at all. I, I don't. It's so sad. Um, yeah, I rail on them. Freak. I rail on them as well. Um, you know, I think a lot of these women, they just don't take ownership. They don't say, I personally chose the wrong guy, you know, to father my kid or whatever. They don't do that because who wants to take responsibility? So instead, they say the dad is just a bad dad. And then overall, you know, they blow that up even further to say all men are bad. So that's why we're in this negative spiral with the men bashing. And I think it's been going on since the second wave of feminism back in the in the 70s with, you know, women's liberation and the sexual revolution and all that kind of stuff. You know, it started off um, because of the invention of the pill. The pill gave women the freedom to control their bodies. They didn't have to be barefoot and pregnant and be in the kitchen. You know, they could actually delay childbirth and in that delaying process because of the invention of the pill they could continue their education or go look for a job or or travel or whatever it was that their hearts desired so all that's well and good and I wish the women of the day would have said I chose the wrong guy but instead you know back in those times they decided that, you know, the women are putting the bacon on the table, so to speak, that we don't need men, that since the women were earning money, we don't need men, we don't need you. So then they started this premise of equal pay for equal work. Now, that premise is a good premise, but guess what? It didn't work. And the reason nope. why it didn't work is the way they went about it. And here we are 40 years later, and we're still singing the same old song the way they went about it is they said you have to elect me president because of my gender you and back then they said you have to give me this job or promotion because of my gender well guess what no ceo cares about your gender they don't care if you're red, green, purple, or polka dot. They want you to help their bottom line, to improve their bottom line. So exactly. that'll that'll be a subject for a future book of mine because I'm really passionate about business and, and helping women as well. Very and good. that is women don't pull their weight. And they went about it the wrong way. I think the equal pay thing uh, dilemma can be solved, but not because of your gender. You have to do the work. You have to, <laughs> if you, like, you know, I was in that corporate environment. Guess what? Did I have to work my butt off when oh, I first yes. started that work? Of course I did. But the men tell me when they're new new hires, they have to work their butts off the first six months too. After a certain point in time, after you've put your nose to the grindstone and your boss or the CEO sees what kind of work you're doing and sees that you're contributing to the bottom line, then it becomes equal. Then the genders become equal. But not until then, not until you've earned your stripes. So the women these past four decades, they want their stripes without putting in the work. Hello, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Right. There's totally other aspects to that. There. Another thing I kind of want to add to that along the same line is, okay, so before the women's movement, uh, the woman was home, the, 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 the man
and worked, brought home the money to support the home. The woman stayed and nurtured the kids and all that. Now, what happens now in society now is that we can't survive. We can't maintain a household on one income anymore. You have to work. And so men's perspective has changed. And see, what I find, my mother agrees with me too, I, don't, I, I might upset people by saying this, but I find, okay, I truly feel that the generation of children that were raised in the homes where the mother was not there to nurture them because they're off working, you know, and they're being raised by babysitters or people that are not, you know, their parent, have really, have really, yielded some screwed up adults and I think that's a big huge problem there because yes if you want to work go ahead and work more power to you but there are some women like myself where I wanted to stay home with the kids to make sure they're being raised right the way I feel that is the right way anyway and so Mm -hmm. with that you know they made it to where no one asked me if that's okay I was too young when this was going on, but I think it has really made it an imbalance in societal thinking. Um, like I do believe like any other idea that they had really good intention in the beginning, but it has spiraled out of control to where you have no choice, but you have to work if you want to be able to pay your bills. Yeah. You know, and that's not fair, you know, so I was actually able to, manufacture a way to stay home with my children um but then that's kind of kicked me in the butt because now i have this huge gap in my employment record because i chose to stay home with the boys um but that doesn't mean that i didn't go to college and that i didn't you know i'm not qualified there's this huge gap and then not to mention the the judicial issues as well Hmm. Yeah, but I, yes, and I truly sorry. admit, I admit this. I chose the wrong man to marry, and I chose the wrong man to have children with. I truly admit that. That's completely my fault, well, and I have I, no trouble admitting don't, that. Don't beat yourself up. The the, the you know, and you, you've been on here. I mean, we've gone into detail about the plight that you've been through. I, I appreciate you being able to talk a little bit about it and sharing with others. Uh, you know, there's always time and space for that. There's always room for that. Uh, the thing is, is you, I, I, don't, I don't want I don't to beat yourself up to, you know, beat yourself up because I, I agree with Tim on, on that avenue. I just see it as an acknowledgement because you can't move forward if you don't know where you've been. Right. So if there's no acknowledgement, the opposite of acknowledgement is denial. And when you're in denial, you can't change any you can't change your life being in denial. So one has to acknowledge it, you know, uh, be gracious on oneself and move forward like you know what is the lesson here what can i what's the takeaway what can i learn from that experience and how can i go into the future with making better choices because without that it would be complete insanity (laughs) (laughs) otherwise what you don't learn you history just repeats itself Exactly, and, and I don't not necessarily with men, but anything in life. Sure. Have you ever noticed that? Whether it's, it's you know, job choices or you know, 
poor choice in apartments or whatever you want to whatever you want to call it credit reports or what whatever you don't learn guess what the universe keeps giving you that same lesson again and again and again <laughs> until yes. finally one day you learn it you're like exactly. oh this is what it's about yeah there goes exactly. that big light bulb but uh you know what we're going to do is going to go ahead and take another break and we'll be back and I'll go into the whole spill about the whole movie thing that uh, I have working up with Tommy Bull and Terrence Pop, and it's going to be phenomenal, trust me. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back, folks. Just a couple more minutes to get my gather my thoughts and my notes. We'll be right back. And Butters are going to go up and take Cartman's kidney out of him. Kenny, you stay here and guard his mom's door with Timmy. Timmy! Shh! Timmy! Ultimatum Radio.
on the front line Don't worry, I'll be fine The story is just beginning I say goodbye to my weakness So long to Good evening, gentlemen. It's such a pleasure to hear your voices on the radio. I, you know, you are spot on, dude. Yes. I was reading up on parental alienation uh, this morning. You know, you are spot on, dude. Fantastic. Seven zero seven seven zero one three three two five. There was a social worker from Department of Social Services who came to my school and pulled me out of class. Stop the abuse. To question me, and in her report, she lied and said that I had said things that I know I did not say. This is where we fight. Time to speak up and sound up. Let's inform each other, help each other, because you matter. Our children matter. We will not be silent. Stand with us. 707-701-3325. Call now. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry for the uh, background noise. There we go. Just needed to clear that up. And yeah, Skype is acting very funky. There was about three other people that wanted to call in and support and give a shout out to Linda. And I love you for it. Skype is pulling a number and I apologize for that. I'm still trying to get things worked out, but I'm just glad that we're able to show up here tonight. The thing is, is it is the 16th of January, 2017. This is host Tim Scomo with a very special guest, Linda Gross, who hosts her radio show, The Men's Advocate. Or excuse me, The Men's Advocate Show. You want to check that out. We'll give further information about that later. I do have my co-host with us. It is Wendy and Green, and we wanted to talk a little bit about something that Wendy needed to share with us another point of view, and I I think this is great information, and, well, 
expand our craniums a little bit. Wendy, what did you have for us? Yes, well, I think, okay, What the bottom line, I think, is that if you don't experience it or know about it, you're numb to it, that sort of thing, then you don't understand what exactly is going on. And when we're talking about the women's lib movement, um, I grew up in a home where my mother is a doctor and she made lots of money. I never thought that she didn't make less money than men. That was never even brought up in my household growing up. And then during my marriage, when I was working, I always made more money than my ex-husband did simply, I think, because I have my, you know, college degrees. And so it was, I never even really thought about the fact that women make less money um, than men. And then when they're bringing up, I'm like, what are they talking about? I've always been the breadwinner when I was working. So I just wanted to bring that point up that it's not until it's like brought to your attention or you walk through it that you even realize it. And that's so true about family law, CPS, you know, you know, judicial wrongdoings. It's not until it happens to you and it hits you right in the face and you're like, oh, well, that's never going to happen to me. Uh, but it does like no one is immune to wrongdoings and no one is immune to, you know, their rights being violated, that sort of thing. So it's just important to constantly keep your eyes open and be aware. You know, no one is, you know, under the radar. It We're all out there and anything can happen at any given time. So it's really best to stay um, in knowledge because uh, knowledge is power. It's important to um, listen to shows like these to, you know, just have that information on the back burner if you need it or in, on the front if you're going through it. So I just wanted to make that point. Right on. And I appreciate that. And uh, um, we do have Linda here with us. Uh, she goes by DT Linda Gross. Once again, she hosts her own radio show. It's called The Men's Advocate Show. And she's, folks, she's on fire. Uh, it, yes. it, it, no other ladies, very few ladies like her. And Wendy, I, I know that you vouch for the father's plight, and you, you do see both sides of the coin, and I, I love you for it. This is awesome. But, uh, you know, Linda, uh, just once again, the radio show, uh, when you have it on every Wednesday, what's the uh, rundown on that? What's the website? It's every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen uh, live from my uh, radio station's uh, website, which is kmet1490am.com, kmet1490am.com. So you can stream it from anywhere in the world using that link. They do have mobile apps on the station's website that you can uh, download the Android or the iPhone mobile app as well. So you don't have to use your computer if you don't want to. And then for those who can't listen live, uh, you can listen to me on demand either by SoundCloud or TuneIn, the TuneIn app. And very easy to find. All you have to do is go to Google the Men's Advocate Show SoundCloud or Google the Men's Advocate Show TuneIn and you'll be able to find uh, any and all of those links. So to make it super, super easy, just go to my Facebook fan page, same name as the show, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. That's Facebook, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. And you'll find out uh, each week who the guest is, what I'm talking about, 
any and all links and referrals that I talk about on the show, I usually um, publish them right there on the on the Facebook wall. So all that stuff is handy for you. Um, for listeners who want to listen this week, uh, my topic on Wednesday, which is going to be January 18, is going to be why I broke up with you. Um, so the man hmm. have, has the man ever wondered he's like going through the relationship and he thinks everything is fine. There's no problem there. And bam, she breaks up with him and the guy is at a complete loss. It blindsided him. He had no idea why she she broke up with him. Well, all of those questions are going to be answered this week. So um, all the possible scenarios <laughs> on why she split up with you. If you want to know why. Tune into this Wednesday show at 3 p.m. Pacific. Wow. And let me tell you something, folks. It'll be worth your time to listen in. Uh, Linda is a wealth of knowledge. She knows what she's talking about. And she's completely understands both sides of the coin. And I'll, I'll certainly give you that. The thing is, is... Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, sometimes I get in my own little... My own way of thinking and I... Uh, Wendy knows this. Sometimes I say the most silliest things, and I apologize for that. But uh, uh, you're awesome, Linda. And uh, thank you, you so much. You're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the endorsements. Well, as, yeah, as I said, by the before, way, this, this week mm-hmm. we're talking about uh, dating and relationship issues, but it's not always this way. What it always is, is I talk, I speak to men's issues. So sometimes it's about dating, relationships, sex, women, but sometimes it's about fitness or men's health or business, how to get ahead in business, male hobbies, and of course, men's rights and the like. So anything that men are concerned with, Every, everything from bourbon to guns to yes. you name it, cars, that's what we talk about on the that show. And I try awesome. to mix it up every week, but it's always a, a male-centric issue that we're talking about. Fantastic. And there you go, folks. Uh, and, hey, that you definitely want to dive into this. She has a wealth of knowledge. You, you cannot go wrong. Do it. Turn in, Tune in this Wednesday and check it out. Now... Uh, now, on the flip side of things, I'm going to tell you something completely, something totally different here, a change of subject all together. It's going to be about a full-featured film that myself, Tommy Bull, and Terrence Pop are going to be working on. Now, we, we've worked on the, uh, the writing, we get the storyline going, and everything's moved in a very positive direction. We already have two major investors already lined up. This is looking very promising, very good. Now, the thing is, is it's going to be about a man who's in the United States military, the U.S. Army. Essentially, he is an all-American hero uh, and brave to the core, fights for his country, and the short skivvy is, he comes back. And when he comes back, his own country not only rejects him, but destroys him. It's, it's really interesting uh, due to the fact that he goes over there fighting for our rights, our freedoms. It's a very constitutional republic that we stand on, that we lavish in on a daily basis. And it's our way of life. It's our freedoms, liberties. 
He's fighting for them. Then he comes back home, and then his whole life gets turned upside down because of a vindictive spouse and a family law that is so dead set against him. His own military career is used against him. He's called in an assassin and a murderer. That, that, that is the most absurd thing. It's like, uh, you know, it's, it's well, to try to, it, try to put it in other words, it's very difficult for me to do it because it, it does affect me as well because I've walked the same line as Terrence Pop. And so I have hundreds of thousands of other upstanding good fathers and gentlemen out there. In a nutshell, it's going to be detailed of the combats. Well, there's three tours of combat that he has under his belt. In each and every one of those, in every conflict, every war, it's not a conflict, every war that he was in, every form of combat, his life literally flashed before his eyes. He has two Purple Hearts. He probably has more than that, but he just doesn't talk about it. Maybe he doesn't want to talk about it, which I totally understand. But uh, the the gentleman is the most humble, the most easiest person to talk to. And I, to this day, am just outraged that this has even happened to him and his two daughters. Point is... The gentleman, Terrence, he's been trained in special... Well, currently he's in special forces. He is in every elite group, every elite soldier training that there is, devised, no demand, he's done. U.S. Special Forces, Ranger, Green Beret, Airborne, and I also believe Sniper. I need to check him Nothing on the Sniper like an aspect. overachiever, right? Uh, the, the guy, I mean, he's done it all. And uh, he's the only man I know that has ever existed that has actually have done all of that within the 20 years of his military career. And the thing is, is he thought he had a good wife uh, who claimed to, to love him and to cherish the relationship. He thought it was golden. Uh, he trusted her with everything. Everything. And then on his first tour to combat, uh, I'll just say it the way it is. She was being unfaithful. And then next thing you know, upon his arrival back home, there was no welcome wagon. There was a note on the front door saying that he's, it's possible that he could be charged with a felony, that all of uh, the tax creditors have been calling him because she ran up a bunch of bills and then took off. She also lived with, their two, with his two daughters, and she's made damn sure he's not in, uh, that he had no contact with, with them. And it's because they, she used his military career against him. Not only that, but she also murdered his favorite dog. The thing is, is all the facts point 
to her actions. And she'll admit that she abused the dog, but she will not admit that she murdered, but all the facts are there. And of course, in the family law setting, the woman walks, has everything in favor, receives the children, and he pays dearly. Now, a couple years down the line, he is still fighting. The judge so graciously gives him a weekend. And of course, she fights this for several months, but he finally wins his case. Simply on the, uh, I mean, she gets a lot of favoritism on the simple standpoint of just saying that she is the mother of the children. And that seems to really walk in her favor in that courtroom, just by simply stating that she is the mother. Now, on the flip side of things, there was one officer, a female officer. I think she was a captain or a lieutenant, I forget. But she ended up having to go overseas. She had to contend with being in a forward support unit in a combat zone. And she had to go through the trials. Now, granted to say, um, her ex-husband alienated her at first. But then after six months, the courts immediately turned everything around. And that, I mean, she ended up reuniting with her children and living happily ever after. With Terrence Pop, not so. Now, to paint you a picture about Terrence, he's never done anything illegal. He's been an upstanding citizen, uh, law-abiding, loves his children, a great father. And the only reason why the mother has kept him away from the children, in which she is admitted on social media amongst her friends, but in that courtroom, she doesn't reveal the truth, and that is, she does it for money. She knows that he has to pay through the nose as long as she has the children, and it's kind of like her free meal ticket. And then at the same time, she basically scores a live-in boyfriend. Now, Terrence, he has no idea if this guy's any good. He doesn't know <clears throat> what his two daughters are going through with him or her. But there are accounts of different abuse and neglect to which uh, the, what is it, the uh, child, uh, the, the uh, child protective agencies have claimed to quote-unquote step in, and then they also claimed that there was no nothing found, and they dropped the case and no help. Terrence Pop is at a great loss. Anyways, this whole movie is going to be about a gentleman that has fought for our freedoms, has gone above and beyond anybody, anybody imaginable. He also has a college education. He has his uh, degree. <coughs> Excuse me. I believe his degree is in business. I'm not sure. I need to find out. But the thing is, is uh, he did ex extraordinarily well in college, despite... Isn't it computer engineering, Tim? It was computer engineering, correct? 
Yes, uh, computer engineering, yeah. and and you know, and to top all uh, top that all off, uh, he graduated top of his class. Now the guy has been injured, has his life flashed before his eyes, fought with everything he has. He's made all these sacrifices for us, for the very freedoms that we live on and take for granted on a daily basis. Well, as the military saying goes, when they don the uniform, put on the boots, and man up, grab that M-16, and head out to combat, they are to preserve the Constitution, not to practice, not to practice their rights. Seventy-five percent of your rights are automatically waived as soon as you sign your life away. He understands this, and he went anyways. He volunteered because he loves his country. But then when he came home, the country that he loved destroyed him. Ladies and gentlemen, this has actually happened on so many different accounts. But because Terrence Pop raises a bar so high and has gone beyond the call of duty, he has gone beyond so much that is so significant that, I mean, this is a level of awareness that, you know, I, I can probably see the liberals probably shaking their head and saying condemn him anyways, simply because, yeah, he's a man. And I've heard that being said so much of our established media. And that's not going to go anyway anytime soon. But the thing is, is he is without reproach, cannot be rebuttaled. The man has gone far and beyond. And yet he is the most humble, humblest man I've, I know. So, yes, Tommy Bull and myself, we're picking this up. And we're taking, we're taking this on full speed ahead. Like I said, we got two investors already in line. And gosh darn it, we're going to do this. And our scheduled date is 2018. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot of work ahead. <laughs> on the same note, uh, Thomas Bull, Tommy Bull, he has five other movie projects that he's working on. So, I mean, this is a very busy guy. But uh, we're going to get this. And it's all going to come together. And I believe that, well, with just our passion, the the amount of work that's going to go into this, we're trying to go for a budget of $5 million, but that's already been increased up to about, what was it, $100 million? It, Huge, huge. So, yeah, I... The green light go all the way. This this is it. And uh, we're, we're going to spread awareness about parental alienation, what's happening to our troops, and all facets, and not just men, not just fathers, but what happens to the women, are the mothers that are so courageous, don the uniform, and they serve, and they go in the harm's way. It's going to be a very profound 
film. I mean, I, I think it's just going to rock. A, uh, it's going to rock America. It's going to rock the world, and that's what we're going to do. And on that note, uh, just sliding forward a little bit more, I do want uh, Linda. I, I've been flapping my gums here quite a bit, but uh, the next show that you just stated about Wednesday. Is there any other aspects like I think you've gotten two books written? Is that correct? Where can people find yes. those? They can find them on Amazon, and they're available on uh, in paperback and also an ebook. Um, yeah, or just go to my uh, Facebook fan page, and you know I can I can send links from there as well. Fantastic. So just go to Amazon, Linda Gross, author, and they should come up. Uh, the, the names of the books for men uh, is uh, Mastering Women, and for the ladies is Hitched in mm-hmm. 90 Days or Less, and the, the sweet little uh, business book called The Sea Factor. You got it. Now, yep. folks, with, with these titles, it may seem kind of quirky or silly, or silly, silly, silly. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> it, it, it may, it may, people might find that oh, it sounds so dorky and blah blah blah. No, 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 no. That aside, that aside, the information that Linda has is profound, and it's valuable. You will not be wasting your time. And you could actually apply everything that she t- uh, that she writes in these books, and if you just give her a, a moment of your of your time, I guarantee you're gonna love her show. You do need to tune in Wednesday, and check all the information out. Uh, it it's valuable, folks. It will not be a waste of your time. I cannot stress that enough. Uh, Wendy, did you have something to say? I'm sorry. No, not at all. I was just uh, agreeing with pretty much everything you are talking about as usual. Um, no, mm-hmm. what, what a great show. Um, what a pleasure to get to know Linda. I definitely want to um, take her aside on a private note to discuss my personal stuff with my own boyfriend. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> right on. And absolutely. It's, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Great. It's been a pleasure to meet you too. Great. And I'm Tim, so again, thank you for the opportunity. Um, it's always a pleasure to be here, and I learn so much, and it's so nice to interact with uh, like-minded people, and hopefully we can get our message uh, pushed out to the universe and get this parental alienation thing solved. Your your movie project sounds like it's very timely and absolutely very well needed in the marketplace. Absolutely. absolutely. Thank you so much. And I appreciate both of you ladies coming on, and certainly Linda. And uh, in the near future, I will definitely would like to schedule you back here on the show, if if that's possible with you as well. And understand you're a busy lady as well. So I will... Absolutely. I'm here for you whenever you need it. Outstanding. Thank you so much. I needed that. Right on. And likewise, likewise, give me shout-outs anytime. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, for those that are listening in, tuning in, I hope you have just received a wealth of knowledge tonight, and you can definitely take this to the bank. So, this Wednesday, check out Linda on her radio show, The Men's Advocate Show. There you go, folks. And that's about it for tonight. That's all the information I have. Uh, Just just a quick roundabout here. Uh, uh, Wendy, did you have any uh, uh, last-minute things you needed to put out? No, just um, I just wish all the listeners and everybody that listens even to the archive just to be just have a blessed 
here this year, just to focus on the positives. Because when you focus on the positives, life just seems to be more positive. So Absolutely. Important. And I'm so encouraged even by what mm-hmm. Mark said this evening about having a new governor. So we're, we're on a brink of some changes, and I'm very encouraged by that. Yeah, that's right. I think we're on the brink of a lot of good changes. And, you know, if you can't focus on the positive, then go ahead and look at the negative and see what we can draw from that. What can we learn from that? And how can we apply it to the future to help make our lives easier? Because sometimes you don't appreciate the positive unless there is a negative. You just take it for granted. So. It's not a bad thing that negative things happen in our lives. It's just, you know, what I like to do is, gee, what can I learn from it? What's the takeaway? Absolutely. And on that note, oh, just uh, the final moment here. Uh, What is the radio show again and how people can tune in? Just go to my Facebook fan page is probably the easiest way. All the links are there. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. It'll give you the links that you just click on them. It'll give you the times, who the guests are. By the way, you were asking about my books. I did post the uh, the book links on, Tim, your uh, page. Excellent. So they'll have them right there, right under your uh, on, on your wall post. Outstanding. And that's it, yep. folks. Definitely check that out. And that's about all the time we have. I went a little bit over because we started kind of late, but uh, that's what we got here, folks. Anyways, please catch me on Thursday. I have much information. And next Thursday, I'm going to have a special guest that's going to be a whistleblower in regards to the Veterans Affairs. Very important information. Need All, all people need to check that out one, too. Anyways, have a good night, ladies. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Thank you both. Good night. Talk to you guys again soon. Yes. And once again, Timmy out. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.